from the Listeners Anonymous. What's up, guys? What's up? <laughs> oh, really, dude? Really, dude? My name's Holden. I'm Pat. And I'm Brett. Big news, guys. Added a third host. Perfecting the trifecta. This is our good friend, Brett Saunders. How's it going? I'll be uh, hosting with my good dudes, Holden and Pat. Excited about it. Ready to do it. Brett has done the music for our first episode, so that's pretty exciting. So I mentioned him at the end of episode one, but yeah, we felt like we needed some extra help and he was the man for the job, and so it's going to go really well. We wanted to explain a little bit more about the shape of the podcast moving forward, and so last week, Pat explained the scale we use to rate the music we listen to, and so now we're going to talk about more of what the podcast looks like in terms of like the structure and how we decide what to talk about every week and stuff like that. So with this month of December, like we talked about in the previous episode, we have so much new music coming out. So we get to review that and then go back into the artist's history and review their past albums and all their work. But after this month, we'll pick artists that are in a variety of genres and whether or not they just release music or haven't released music in months or years and review them on our scale as well. Yeah, I think we would be doing you all a disservice if we just did modern music or if we just did rap or even R&B. We're going to try to hit every single genre that we can think of, including country. Our country people out there, we have not forgotten about you. <laughs> we are not uh, marginalizing you. You guys are in there. We're going to be talking about you. We're going to be hitting up Dirks Bentley. We're going to be hitting up Darius Rucker. Mm. You know, we're going to be hitting up uh, Rascal Flats. Yeah. So be on the lookout for those things. In terms of how this podcast is going to look and the rest of the podcast until we stop, I guess, we decided that we're going to try to do a few people within our group of six. So any permutation of those six guys talk most of the time about an artist. So it's still a sort of like a roundtable conversation. We're all going to get to chime in. But for example, if someone or a few people or maybe maybe three or four people are very well versed in a certain artist that we're talking about, we're going to let them kind of have the limelight and maybe say, look, if you don't know that much about the artist, just like say what you feel. But we're going to have a few people specialize, and then hopefully that makes for better conversation, uh, easier content to understand, um, and more of like a shape to the podcast. We also hope that within each podcast we're going to do different genres. I would say probably all of us have mostly hip-hop in our phones or on our Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, and but we like most genres, and so we're going to try to kind of change it up every week mix some stuff in there so that if you really like R&B but don't like alt-rock so much, you can kind of skip around and listen to what you like. And I would say even, I think our goal is to try to at least do two polarizing genres during each podcast. Mm -hmm. I think this week we won't be doing that as much. We're going to stay pretty much within a pretty similar genre, but I think moving forward we'll try to make sure that we're hitting two polar opposites. I'll put the time designations in the description so that if you want to listen to a certain artist and not the other, you'll know exactly where to skip to.
What's up, guys? We're here to talk about Jermaine Lamar Cole, a.k.a. J. Cole, born in 1985. Potentially a GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. That's no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we were talking to you guys, we just brushed up on some of his old mixtapes, if you guys would like to. We have The Come Up, The Warm Up, <laughs> Friday Night Lights, J. Cole Sideline Story, Born Center. 2014 Force Hills Drive. And then obviously his most recent one, For Your Eyes Only. I don't know if there are many albums I've listened to that I've liked more than this one in my entire life. I think it's beautifully made, beautifully produced, beautifully wrapped on, beautiful samples, no features again, which I love. I think he has matured in ways that most other rappers don't ever do. The best rappers are the rappers that decide to get serious when they get the fame instead of the opposite. And I think that's exactly what J. Cole's done. I don't think there is better storytelling in the game as of late. I loved it. True vibe for sure. 10 out of 10. I would definitely agree with Holden on the true vibe. Um, One of the things I love the most about it, like Holden also said, was the fact that there's no features. It just speaks to him as the artist. I mean, you got all these new albums, mixtapes, whatever, coming out lately. Solid 98% of them are all featuring somebody in some way, shape, or form. So it's just refreshing to have an artist come out with something that's entirely their own. Yeah, when I first listened to it, I thought Forest Hills was better. And I was happy to say that sitting down, thinking about it like, on the deeper level about every subject he hits from suicide to finding his first true love and how it isn't even about his life but is at the same time i don't know i never listened to an album and felt like i could like understand it that well and like how well he told that story so yeah i'm definitely going to give it a true vibe i'm gonna go ahead and place on a true vibe too we looked over that that screenshot you sent about what exactly this album was about, I was like, that makes complete sense. Like, I was like, that is exactly what I think he's doing. I completely agree in that sense, and also I agree with Holden in the fact that, like, at the first time I listened to it, I was like, dude, I love it. Like, I was like, it wasn't any of those albums that, like, I needed to, like, become accustomed to. It was just something immediately I turned on, and whatever song I just randomly clicked on throughout the album, when it came out, I was like, dude, I'm feeling it. It's something that I definitely would classify as a true vibe. This is J. Cole's album where he entered into the echelon of rappers that are true storytellers. Rappers who take the craft very seriously, who just aren't trying to make money, but they're out there trying to express their soul and they're trying to express their life. And because of that, he took an amazing story of him and his friend and brought it into a different way that I've never heard before. Just so amazing. So I'm going to have to put it as well as a true vibe, mainly because of the storytelling. It's phenomenal. I think J. Cole has found his own. He was slipping for a while. He was trying to figure it out. But after Forest Hills Drive, he just found it. To hear this man rap in a way that is so creative and so thought-provoking, it made us actually sit down and listen, not just try to bounce and not just try to vibe out, you know, and just like get hyped to it. But we were literally sitting here contemplating and processing it. Because it's an album that makes you think. It's not just an album that you just throw on. You can just throw it on 
But you can also sit to it and think. So with that said, I think 100% this is a true vibe. I love it. It's a great album. I still don't think it's better than Four Souls Drive, but I still think it's, once again, one of J. Cole's many amazing albums. I think that even goes to show how great of an artist he is all around, considering that we've placed now two of his albums under True Vibes. Um, I think that goes to show that he's really starting to figure himself out, like you just said. The growth between each album, each traditional album, Sideline Story, Born Sinner, 2014, and now For Your Eyes Only, it's just so evident how much he has grown up and matured, like I said, and I don't know, I just think about, like, it's made us think this new album, um, and I think each album after Sideline Story did that a little bit more. Y- you know, like A Tale of Two Cities is a that could be a club banger, but it's also like that's like heavy stuff too, you know. And so he doesn't try to mask the beautiful storytelling with trying to gain popularity. He's blatantly coming out and saying, "This is me making it. This can just speak for itself." I think of yeah, I think a perfect example, like we were talking about a little bit earlier. I mean, we have rappers out here. I'm going to do a disclaimer right now. I don't hate these rappers. I just think that they are not talented rappers. I mm-hmm. think that they're entertainers. But you have guys out there like Migos, 21 Savage, like Uzi Vert. These guys are just trying to like win popularity and have people like them and have hype songs up in the club where people are dancing. But J. Cole's whole motto on this album is, I'm going to tell you a story about me and my friend. I'm going to tell you a story about my life. And this is me pouring my soul out to you. And I'm giving you everything I have. And it may not be the most popular, but this is something that if you're listening to it, I'm going to let you think about stuff for a little bit. Things in your life and things in my life as well. And that's going to win to me every single time. That's going to win over anybody else's garbage rap that they throw out. That's just way more prolific. It's so raw and like real and like he touches on so many topics that people don't talk about in rap mass incarceration mental health problems and all that stuff which like poverty yeah poverty and like you don't hear that often like especially with those rappers who are just doing it for the money or for rep or to get their name out there he doesn't care if people listen to it even like he just wants that he cares about that stuff and he sees it and wants other people to notice it too which is something different that's changing stuff like that's different like people don't do that i think a lot of it is intelligence to again like i don't want to condemn or like call out other rappers but it's just so evident how smart this man is i think that's a great point to bring up as well like how many people are out there listening to these albums who drive bentley's and who shop at versace (laughs) and who like spend ten thousand dollars at a club not many people, but people are definitely out there dealing with institutionalized poverty. People are out there dealing with having food stamps or having their daughter or son get shot and killed or losing their best friend or having people struggle with whether or not they're going to be able to live tomorrow. Like his friend was saying in the album, like so many people are dealing with real issues that Cole touches on it and, and that touches his listeners because he knows that they're out there and some of them are really struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't. But people can empathize with that with that reality. Having been on like Instagram and seeing posts and memes about how 
this album doesn't have enough features, this album's trash, J. Cole's on the decline. It, it's it's so disappointing because th- those are the people that aren't on that level, like can't really digest. And maybe it's not even that they can't digest what he's putting out, but it's just that they're not taking the time. And I think that what we're trying to do on this podcast is say, yeah, we're trying to be a litmus test for media, specifically music, and say, like, this is good, this is bad, this is what you should be listening to. But it's also, you only have 24 hours in a day, spend it listening to meaningful music. You know, don't waste your time all day, every day listening to Broccoli or whatever. This is real stuff, and it's meant to be listened to, and it's meant to be enjoyed. It's like high culture rap, you know? We talk about, like, a true vibe type album changes music culture but even better than that would it would if it would like change the world you know like change real life Mm -hmm. and he's rapping about things that i care about like brett said i don't know what it feels like to buy a bottle of goose island at the club like i don't know i don't know I, i can't relate to any any of those people but i can relate to being I, I can't relate to being in jail, but I can be I can relate to being pissed about the way the United States handles mass incarcerations and how a black man and a white man can commit the same crime but the black man gets put in prison for four years and the white man gets probation. I can be mad about that and J. Cole talks about that kind of stuff and that's that's the stuff I wanna listen to. I wanna spend my time listening to that. I feel like at one point we will talk about to to Pimp a Butterfly mm-hmm. by Kendrick Lamar. And I think even Kendrick Lamar goes into societal uh, constructs that have been created. I think he talks about those a lot as well into Pimp a Butterfly. And it's so beautiful to hear him rap about it. And people did similar things with To Pimp a Butterfly. They try to say it was trash. They try to say that J. Cole was trying to do, or Kendrick was trying to do too much. But Kendrick was changing the way people rap and think about rap. And I think both Kendrick and J. Cole are helping rap out they are saving rap right now Mm. they are the two saviors of rap with a few other people as well like chano chano saving it as well uh chance the rapper if you don't know his uh (laughs) nickname but i think j cole kendrick chance a few other rappers are saving the game because they care enough to really spill their soul tell people how it is i think if we want to talk about maybe like an evolution of his music specifically there isn't much i mean like if you take just the way he raps now and then subtract 10 years i don't know how much i can it's more clever but stylistically almost congruent almost exactly the same his flow was top not i mean god designed him to rap he's been a good rapper for probably his whole life and it's interesting to see how much he has improved as an artist, and yet it's just everyone around him, you know, he, he he always was meant to be good. He just had to be in the right place at the right time, and I think that's what these past two albums have been for him. It's really interesting, because you can say that he's grown as a rapper, but has he grown as a rapper, specifically? No. Has his music... I mean, I, I suppose he has grown a little bit, but as his music grown, yes. And I think it's that depth that is like really at the root of that growth. I think it goes along with like his life, like how 
his music. I mean, I don't know how relatable it is to his life when, like, in the warm-up or sideline story, how, like, sto- like those aren't storytelling albums at all, and you can tell. But, like, once you get to Forest Hill and um, For Your Eyes, that progression is, hum- is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, how he grows in that sense. And, like you said, his flow has always been A1. Production has been great. I feel like the most like central part of a great culture changing rapper is storytelling and that's like where his evolution has been the greatest mm-hmm. I would also like to say that sideline story I feel like is a lot of his label pushing him mm. to make an album and hey man you gotta make you gotta make an album that people will love so rap about this rap about that like do this do that make it sound a little poppy like the album the production sounded a little poppy. I think Cole was able to take a step back, notice that that album was trash, came out with Born Sinner, and was like, now now I'm going to show you guys a better side of me. A me that is who I want you guys to see, not what my label's trying to make me be. Uh, and shout out to you, Cole, for doing that. To your label, I hope you guys never do that to other rappers too. But I think he was able to find himself, and it's been an amazing adventure with him force hills drive was cole saying this is who i'm intended to be mm-hmm. and then this last album is just him saying i'm gonna give you a little bit more of that yeah yeah the ratio goes up every time of like this guy has to be so upset when he looks back at sideline story because he was just a kid you can hear it in his voice you can you can hear it in the content he was just being forced to put out music. There's no way that this guy that we're listening to that has this incredible brain and these incredible thoughts and, and this, he just wants to push for social change. There's no way he would have been okay with putting work out on the radio. No way that was, that was forced. And, and the problem with the rap game now is that you, you can't push back right away unless you start indie like chance. Chance was blessed the fact that he knew from the start never to get signed. But maybe Cole, you know, that's just the route he took. And maybe if he had more time to think about it, he would have done it differently. But he was he was being coerced to put out music that he probably didn't love, you know? And I think it's just cool to see him kind of at the top of the food chain being able to put out stuff that he really cares about. And something we've passed over and shouldn't be is everybody dies and false <coughs> profits. Oh, yeah. Um, and how we've explained. Like, he goes after the double XL list and, like, Lil Yachty and Uzi, how they're just trying to make money and how they're not about what rap should be about. He goes after Blondier, <coughs> Blondier West, and he's tweaked a little bit. It's just, it's sad that he looked up to Kanye so much. Like I, th- I think of, like, the Kanye that talked about Chicago in Homecoming mm-hmm. and how much he cared about that. <laughs> like, that, like, being <laughs> being from, quote-unquote, Chicago, I'm not, but I, I, I try to say that I am. That's just, like, beautiful. And the passion in that song makes the rap better. The passion in J. Cole's album makes his rap better. But exactly like Pat said... 
J. Cole's kind of sitting here like, why am I the only one who's having these thoughts? Like, why is everyone else trying to make money? Kanye was on the incline and then he kind of fell off. And so it would be so hard to think, think about the role models you have. Seeing them do what Kanye is doing for Cole would be heartbreaking. And there's nothing better, you know, than a diss track to get your anger out. And it's a fantastic diss track for sure. Yeah, I mean, False Prophets, which by the way, I know we're going to do it. Kanye is, is and will always be one of my favorite artists. We will talk about him at some point. Mm-hmm. I love you, Kanye. I, I hope you're doing well. If you're hearing this podcast, first of all, thanks for listening to us. And we made but secondly, <laughs> we do care about you and we want you to get better. Anyway, uh, I think one thing that was really awesome in False Prophets is that he even talks about his old self. And he says, listening to my old self, knowing that I can make better. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just like, why do we idolize people who we know will fall? Because we will fall. You know, we will always find a way to let other people down. And I think that's, and on a deeper level, Cole is just saying, like, do not idolize things that will let you down, but instead idolize the one thing that won't let you down. The most high. The most high up. Good old Jason. Yeah, I think we, I think we definitely need to talk about uh, Change. Is that the title of the track? Yeah. That's his, I mean, he, talk, he touches on it a little bit throughout the album, kind of implicitly, but explicitly on Change right in the middle of the album he preach it i mean it's it's worship for him and that was just cool to see like brett said and he can talk more about this but just him and kendrick and how they've how their growth has not attributed to more selfishness and wanting more fame but it's it's looking to god and understanding that we're you know we're way too lucky every day and I think Cole knows that he doesn't deserve uh, to be in the position that he's in. I think it's been a really cool progression to see Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole take the fame that they've been given and not just go squander it on whatever it may be. But these guys go back to where they're from and these guys bring along their friends and they also start to dig deeper into their faith, dig deeper into their roots and where they're from and try to help those who they've been around and try to stay where they used to live and help those people out. I think it's, I think that's necessary to build the places where you came from. And I think that's what both Cole and Kendrick are doing. They aren't driving, and I'm sure they, I mean, I'm sure they have nice cars. I'm sure they have nice clothing, but it's not something that that's, that's not what they're only known for. And I think that's what they're trying to get at. They aren't only known for driving great cars they are only known for wearing high designer clothes and going out to the nicest restaurants but they're known for they're known for making music that they're passionate about and that's most important yeah thinking about it now a little bit about like sponsors people choose kanye's line of clothing is horrendous it's horrible whatever and it's cool that it's called fear of god i guess but he's just I don't know what's going on with that man. Anyways, crazy outfits, day in and day out. Kendrick chooses to support $75 Reebok Classics, and that's what that's where you see him in Foot Locker. That's cool to me. 
that's old school A, and B, it's not showy, but it's awesome. And he, that's something that he can believe in, and it's not overpriced. You know, people, I try, I tried to buy Yeezys to flip them to other people because people buy these shoes for thousands of dollars, which is insane. And the fact that Kendrick is okay with probably making not very much profit, but supporting something that he likes in those classics. I don't know. That's just, that just speaks more to the difference between those type of people and what they choose to support and how they make their money. Kanye's choice and even like furniture and clothing and who he worked with, with his fashion line is a crazy story and how he tried so hard to get into high fashion and into the fashion industry in general. And I was making subpar clothing where he should be making above average immaculate music and he's not and he's suffering from that but anyway we'll get on kw later any other thoughts final thoughts maybe about cole i know there's a ton to talk about but in a weird way he's pretty simple especially especially musically i think we're all good at i mean especially brett like produce stuff and being musically inclined it's easy for us to talk, you know, we could talk about how people have evolved musically for hours and hours, but there's not much room. I mean, he's been a good rapper. Uh, his production has been fantastic for a while. Do yourself a favor and listen to this album. That's all I have to say. I'd say and do so with an open mind mm-hmm. and like in regards to the fact that it's a storyline and not to immediately just give it one shot and be like, this is trash. Like everyone's going to do that. Oh, for me, I'd say, yeah, listen with an open mind. Uh, Know that Cole is someone who appreciates someone who's going to listen. I think, I don't know if this is what Cole, but I'm assuming that someone who listens and wants to process it and wants to think through it. He made this album so that people will listen and will listen deeply and not just listen to it one time, but continue to listen to it and to feed off of it and to tell other people about it and to tell people about the things that are in that album. So if you're hearing that album and you want to talk more about the issues that are in that album, speak up, talk about them, because mm-hmm. I, I really think that they're worthwhile. Yeah, I just like how he doesn't focus on being the best. Like He is the best, but he doesn't, like, he doesn't even need to try. He doesn't care about like Grammys. He just makes music, I feel like, for himself, like that he enjoys. Like, he is enjoying making this album. And Born Center and Forest Hills, he has enjoyed that. The people that, like us, who view it and listen to it, enjoy it so much, too. Just because we get to, like, sit back and try to understand what he's going through, even though, like, we really can't. But it's, like, awesome that we get to get go into that world that he's in, that he's experienced, and... And so many other people around the country and the world get to do that too, and hopefully something comes from it. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Listeners Anonymous. Your hosts for this episode, and for all episodes moving forward, are Patrick Doan, Brett Saunders, and me, Holden Janish. I'd like to say thank you again to Brett for providing the music for this episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We care a lot about meaningful music, and we hope that you do too. Moving forward, 
we plan to create an Apple Music and Spotify account for the podcast. You will be able to go to either one of those music providers and find playlists that correspond with each episode to listen to the music that we talk about. We hope this helps. In other news, we are in the top 100 music podcasts in the country, number 85 to be exact. That is all thanks to you guys. Keep up the good work, and please rate and subscribe on iTunes. I don't know how many music podcasts there are in the United States, but saying top 100 still sounds cool. Thank you guys for listening.